Hey everybody, Max coming here. It's Little Cutie Podcast. It's not too long. Oh, we got today. I'm not joined by fat, 3.5 Fat Boy Zoro. Sorry, sorry for uh, 3.5 Fat Boy Zoro fans out there. We got uh, no uh, pug snoring in the background today on today's podcast. Yeah, which is a bummer. You know, maybe I could add it after and post. Just record him, record him snoring. <laughs> you know, little pug snoring. Uh, anyway, did you guys have a cute little weekend? What'd you do this week? Got? What'd you do? That, did you do? Your, did you finish your Christmas shopping? Christmas is coming. Only two more weeks. Only two more weeks until Santa Claus is here. Were you good this year? You know what I usually do? I just uh, I'm just bad all year. You know, and then the last two weeks before before uh, Christmas, I just like volunteer a lot at the homeless shelter. You know, I'm just doing drugs and banging prostitutes for eleven months out of the year. But then the last two weeks before Christmas, I volunteer at the homeless shelter. Hopefully Santa will take notice. Bring me a PS5 this Christmas. I don't know. It all depends. Actually, maybe I want a PS5 next Christmas. Because I want to get the PS5 Pro. I don't want this regular PS5 that can't even run 60 frames per second at 4K. I need a PS5 Pro, okay? I don't want to switch between performance mode and graphics mode, okay? I want want to have them both. I want both performance mode and and graphics mode at the same time. I want 4K 60. You make it, Sony. You made a PlayStation Five. You don't even. You can't even do 4K 60. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Uh, tra- the new trailer, Grand Theft Auto Six trailer, dude. Dude, Grand Theft Auto Six, dude. Grand Theft Auto. It takes place in Florida. Miami, dude. Yeah, the game looks uh looks pretty great there. The graphics look pretty good there. You know, I said. Uh, I guess it's coming out in 2025. Is there, uh, is there, uh, release date there? So you gotta wait more than a year. I bet it's gonna be coming out for the PS5 Pro. I think that's why it's probably coming out in 2025. Cause they're waiting. They're waiting for the PS5 Pro to be announced. Or maybe it just doesn't run. You know, I don't know. How do, how do it all depends? You know, anyway, uh, that was, uh, yeah, actually there was a lot of game trailers recently cause they, they had the game show there. What other game? What other game trailers were there? I think like uh, it's called Rise of the Ronin. I think it's called by Team Ninja. There, that looks pretty cool. Really want to get it. Swing a katana. Fly around with, with little wings. You know, uh, that game looks pretty cool. Yeah, because those people made uh, Neo. You know, I think is it is it Team Ninja? Wait, let me let me Rise of the Ronin. Let me check this. Rise of the Ronin. Rise of the Ronin. Yeah, by Team Ninja. And Team Ninja, they're the ones that made Neo, right? Is that right? Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, they made Neo. Which, you know, if, if a, lot, a lot of people like the Dark Souls game, but I always hated the Dark Souls game because the controls are terrible. And you gotta, it's like really slow. Like you press the button, and then like half a second later, your character moves. It's like, hey, dude. Okay, I don't have. I don't have all day to I don't have all day to play this game, okay? I want fast reaction time. I want to I want the guy to move when I press the button, all right? I don't want to have a 1 second delay between all my moves. This game sucks. Why does everyone like it? You know anyway. Uh, but I think people just liked it cuz it's hard cuz you can die easily, you know? I think the most the hardest part about it is just like uh is the patience required to like wait after you press the button, you know? But that's what's great about the Neo games, you know? It's very it's very fast. They're also very it's very difficult, but also very fast. And, uh, but those Neo games, they kind of didn't have any story at all. They're just like, no, 
There was no story. The graphics kind of sucked. It was just like based on uh, gameplay, basically. No, it was a pretty fun game, you know. So anyway, that's why I'm looking for. I'm very looking forward to uh, Rise of the Ronin because it looks like it's going to be the same kind of gameplay, but actually with like an actual story and like a, de- a decent like world setup. So that game looks pretty cool. Hopefully, I'll, maybe I'll get it, but maybe maybe not because I only have a PlayStation Four and a Nintendo Switch. Uh, were there any other announcements there? Yeah, I guess Hideo Kojima is making, like, a new horror game called, like, OD, Overdose, you know? Guess he's been taking too many drugs recently. So he wants to make a horror game about getting banked, having a bad trip. Uh, dude, in this video game, you take some acid, but it's bad acid, and it just makes you trip, trip balls. That's the game. Uh, it's fun for kids of all ages. Don't do drugs, kids. Okay, anyway, uh... So this weekend, you know, I had a I had a roast battle. I was representing Germany uh, versus the UK. That uh, was pretty fun. Oh, it was great. It was great fun. It was a fun night for all, for everybody there. Everybody had there was laughs. There was there was tears. There was emotions. Everybody had a good time. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I felt like our battle was uh, the best of the night. There, we got the most laughs. The guy I was performing with, Jay Yamaki, he's uh. He's one of the best over here in uh, Tokyo. Very good joke writer. And, uh, you know, we both, had, we both had good say. You know, he dressed up like a uh, a red coat there, you know, like the guys with the the black hats and the the UK guards. I don't know what they're called, but, you know, they're wearing the red coats and they got the furry black hats. You know, he uh, he had, he had got one of those costumes, you know, so he dressed up like that. And I, I tried to look as German as possible, you know, so I, uh, I, uh, you know, wore black, you know, and then I had like a red t-shirt and like a yellow, yellow scarf there to represent the flag there, you know, so we were, we were both uh, like cosplaying as our, as our respective countries, which the other, the other combatants didn't, uh, didn't do well, the one guy from Italy, he like wore the flag there from his hometown, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's difficult, it's, it's hard to cosplay, you know, it's like, come on, man, I think that's why the audience liked our performance the most, because we put, uh, we put a lot of heart into it, and our jokes were Decent, you know, I think all of, all of his jokes and all of my jokes, they all got, they all laughs, except a couple of jokes of mine uh, didn't get super laughs, you know, they were just like kind of chuckles, but that's because I messed up the, I messed up the delivery, you know, that's what's tough about these roast battles, you know, you write all these new jokes and then like, you only get one chance to perform them, you know, you don't really get to practice there, you know, so like before the, uh, before the show there, I was kind of practicing alone by myself, but then, you know what I noticed, your brain kind of gets sick of recalling the same information. Over, you know, I'd look at my set list, and I'd be like, okay, recall this joke and perform it. And my brain would just be like, fuck that. I'm sick of recalling this joke. I don't want to recall that anymore. I just want to chill ox. Uh, but anyway, it was a fun night. It was a fun night. Yeah, this one, this one dude heckled me a little bit. You know, I got one heckle there. Because I was talking about the titles of uh, of uh, Prince, uh, Prince William there, you know. Because I was making a joke about how the royal family, they don't have last names. I mean, they technically have a last name, but uh, they don't ever use it. You know, they, their names are just like their titles, and uh, their titles change all the time. You know, depending on like their ranking or whatever. You know, so uh, like Prince William, you know, when he was uh, when he was a young boy, a young rapscallion, his title was Duke of Cambridge. You know, and now his title is Prince of Wales. You know, and that might confuse some people because like Wales is a country in the UK, and and uh, you know, I guess he's technically English. It's so, like for him to be Prince of Wales, he's not Welsh. You know. But anyway, uh, that's his actual title is uh, Prince of Wales, you know, William, Prince of Wales. And uh, this one dude to the audience, after I said that, he said Prince of Windsor. And uh, 
that's not actually he was wrong. I th- uh, for a second there, I thought he was British, you know, because you know uh, the, the royal family their their house is called the House of Windsor, right? It's Windsor Castle, right? But that's not uh, William's title, you know. His title's uh, Prince of Wales. You know? This fucking guy he heckled me with the wrong information there, you know. It's like he's like it's Prince of Windsor, you know. And I'm looking at him, and I'm, you know, my mind's going like, is it really? Did I, did I Google that wrong? Did uh, Wikipedia, would Wikipedia lie to me, you know? And then, uh, you know, but uh, I want to do the punchline there, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, dude. And then I just, you know, I just kept going there. But uh, hey, if you're going to heckle me, do it with the right information, okay? You can't heckle people with the wrong information, all right? Maybe Google your shit before you heckle, dude, all right, next time. Maybe don't interrupt my joke set with your wrong heckle. Dude. All right. Well, anyway, he's a paying customer, so uh, you know, paid my salary that night. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. I really, I really like the roast battles there. You know, because it makes me it makes me write new jokes. You know, I wrote I wrote twelve new jokes, and uh, you know, I usually don't write. Uh, this past year, I haven't really written any jokes at all. You know, I guess I'm just too lazy. You know, if you kind of just sit down and think of a topic and write some jokes, you know, the, if you, you got to put in the work. I guess you really can just kind of sit down and write jokes, you know. I always wait for jokes to come to me naturally and just write them down, but uh, I guess if I, if I was a professional comic, I could just spend time every day just sitting down and uh, writing jokes, you know. If you want if you want an hour-long special, you need 180 jokes, that's basically, you know, you need a joke every 20 seconds for 60 minutes, you know, so that's basically 180 jokes. So if anyone, if you can write 180 jokes, you can have a, you can have a, stand-up special you just gotta write 180 jokes and make sure they're not shit anyway that was a fun that was a fun weekend of course we also had the ufc we also had the ufc on sunday there i uh i uh i had two bets two bets one one lost one 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 lost one so i uh ended up winning uh five bucks but uh yeah the one i lost the one i lost was fucking bullshit dude it was Tim Elliott versus Sue Matajiri, you know? And uh, Tim Elliott's like, this bantamweight, Tim Elliott's like 36 years old, and Sue Matajiri's like 29, so it's like, all right, well, old men shouldn't be in bantamweight there, you know? And of course, in the beginning of the fight, Sue Matajiri was kind of piecing him up on the, uh, in the, in the striking there, his, his jab. He was jabbing him pretty good there, but then Tim Elliott just took him to the ground and submitted him, and I was like, oh, there goes my 10 bucks. There goes my 10 bucks, that's bullshit. Brazilian jiu-jitsu isn't real, dude. Of course, we had Nasrat Hackmarast, or the unevolved, the unevolved Pokemon version of uh, Kelvin Gaslam. He was looking hot there. He's got hot hands. Knocked out Jamie Malarkey. Yeah, he's looking a little better his last few fights there. He's still young. He's still only 28 years old. He's won his last two fights, three fights. He won his last three fights. But uh, yeah, he's looking a little better. Maybe he's getting. It's getting a little better. His, his, yeah, his, his hands, his hands are getting faster. He's getting fast hands. So yeah, watch out, watch out for Nasrat Hackbarast. He's up and coming. Then of course we had uh, Khalil Roundtree Jr. versus Anthony. Anthony, you're coming from my family, Smith. Uh, yeah, I bet on I bet on Khalil Roundtree there, because uh, Anthony Smith is uh, well, he's been knocked out too many times there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, Khalil Roundtree's got definitely better striking, definitely much more power puncher there, and uh, Anthony Smith. You know, he's got better jujitsu, but uh, it didn't even go to the ground there. You know, and, uh, yeah, Khalil Khalil knocks him out. He knocks him out, and it's like slow motion knockout. You know, 
Anthony Smith is like, he's like lost his balance. He can't even, he's like falling to the ground there, you know. Cleo Roundtree just, instead of just smashing him in the head, he just like raises up a fist. He's like waiting for the, he's waiting for the ref to stop the fight, you know. Because he, he clearly just knocked him out. And uh, even though he's like still slightly conscious, you know, he, he lost it. He lost, like the, from the time he got hit with the punch until he fell on the ground was like three full seconds. Like he hits him with the punch, and then Anthony Smith like loses his balance and can't even stand up straight, and then falls over. That's like three seconds there. Which you should definitely stop the fight there. You know, if a guy like doesn't fall down immediately from a punch, but then three seconds after the punch falls down, you know something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong with his brain there. You know, Khalil Roundtree. He just he just holds up his fist. You know, he's powering up. He's powering up like Goku. You know, he's powering up the uh, the uh, what was it? The uh, the spirit bomb. He's powering up the spirit bomb, ready to unleash it down on on his head there. You know, he's looking at the ref. He's like, all right, do I have to? Do I have to uh, do just one hammer fist here? Just destroy this guy's head, right? I mean, he's going to be announcing my fights in the future, so I don't want to destroy his head there. And then, you know, eventually the uh, the ref stepped in there. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. He's knocked out. I don't want to see you just. Slam him down with that that hammer fist you've been powering up for three seconds. So good on Clear Roundtree, man. Yeah, yeah, I really like that guy. In his interviews, you know, he's a real down to earth guy, real uh, real nice guy. You know, he's done that before too, a couple of times I think, where he he holds back. You know, it's very nice. I respect that in the fighters that hold back, that don't uh, you know don't uh, give more CTE to people that are clearly knocked out. That's not very nice. That's not very nice. Don't do that. That's not very nice. Um, then, of course, we had fan favorite Songy Dong versus Chris Gutierrez. That was uh, that was a good fight, man. You know, I bet on Songy Dong, but I was I was worried about it, you know, because Chris Gutierrez is like on a five fight win streak or something like that. And uh, yeah, he had like knockouts, he had a couple knockout wins, you know. So I was Songy Dong. He's kind of he's a good fighter, but he he kind of has like uh, a couple holes there, you know. Like I noticed this one, you know, he's always like uh, he doesn't. He, he doesn't move. He doesn't circle his opponents. You know, he doesn't move to the left or the right. He's always coming down straight there. You know, I think he could really, uh, really learn how to circle, circle the, like uh, like Wonder Boy Thompson does. You know, he steps to the right, steps to the left, kind of circles the opponents, kind of get them off their, get them off their uh, footwork there. You know, Song and Dog doesn't do that at all. He just kind of comes straight at him. And uh, second round there, Chris Gutierrez just kicks him in the head. He's coming straight at him, so he just get, he gives him like this straight front kick to the face. He's like a douche. It's like oh, it's like oh god, oh god. I, I mean, I was worried about my ten bucks right there. But then, uh, yeah, he was uh, Chris Gutierrez was kind of piecing him up. Not really piecing him up, but it was very competitive in the uh, in the striking there. I would say Chris Gutierrez was doing better in the striking there, but then Song Dong was like, all right, well I'll just wrestle you. I guess I'll just wrestle since you're since you're. Since we're kind of even in the striking there, and you just kick me in the face really hard, I think I'll just wrestle, you know. So then round three, round four, Chris Gutierrez just gets gets wrestled on the ground there, you know. <laughs> that was great. Uriah Faber, Uriah Faber, the the California kid, you know. He's uh he's Song Dong's coach, and Song Dong gets him down, takes Chris Gutierrez down with like three minutes left, and you can hear you can hear uh, Uriah Faber just like. You don't even want to get up, dude. Just score points, dude. Just keep him there on the ground, bro. Just keep him there. You just scoring points. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Yeah, song, dude, dude. Just keep, just keep yeah, scoring points. Yeah, that's good. That's good strategy. Good, uh, good coaching from your IFA, brother. 
just win the round, dude. Just win the round. It's a five-round fight. Just win the round, you know? So then he does it again the fourth round, you know? Just takes him down. Chris Gutierrez, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get up. I don't know how to get up. Yeah, he was cheating. He was he was he was grabbing Song Dong's gloves. He was grabbing the cage there, you know. He was complaining about Song Dong hit him in the back of the head, but uh, it was it looked like uh, it was like behind the ear there. So uh, I don't think it was actually back of the head, but it probably felt like it. Probably felt like it, you know. In the fifth round there, you know, fifth round, the opening of the fifth round, which is you know it could have been an even fight. It could have the first two rounds were uh, competitive. They could have gone either way. I felt like. Uh... So it could have been 2-2, you know? It could have been 2-2. That fifth round could have been could have been the decider. You know, you never know. You never know what these judges, what these judges, who they're taking bribes from. If they're taking bribes from China, they're taking bribes from Russia. Who are they taking bribes from this fight, you know? Uh, Chris Gutierrez, he just got dominated on the ground for two rounds. Then as soon as the r- fifth round f- starts, he just, he just like goes for like an Iminari roll. You know, it's like where you purposely roll on the ground, try to grab the, try, try to grab your opponent's ankle, you know? As soon as the round starts, he just rolls on the ground. Now he's on the ground. Song Dong just jumps on top of him. He's like, hey, dude, what are you... That was the biggest mistake. Why would you do that? It's like your only advantage was in the striking. And they just... He, I don't know. He just, like, purposely gave up, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he was looking for a way out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe subconsciously. Subconsciously, he was looking for a way out or something. He wanted to lose the fight subconsciously. That doesn't... I don't know. That's... That guy needs therapy, I think. That's what he needs. But... <laughs> Yeah, all the all the announcers. As soon as he did that, they're like, "Oh, oh, why did you do that? That's got to be the biggest mistake ever. Uh, uh, why would you? Why would you even do that? Why would you? Yeah, it was pretty big. It was a pretty big mistake. You know, he might have had a chance to knock out you know if he kept it standing. You know, but instead he just decided to roll on the ground. Big mistake, dude. Any hoot, any hoot. Yeah, of course. Uh, during the prelims, we had a Japanese up and coming flyweight Tatsuro Taira. It looked really good, man. His yeah, his wrestling, his jujitsu is uh, very good, especially for flyweight. You know, there's not too many. Most of the flyweight guys are like boxing, boxing guys. So uh, Tatsuro Taira, you know, I was kind of um, I was kind of disappointed. Like his jujitsu is so good there, and his wrestling so good. He was uh, he had Carlos Hernandez down. He was he was like fully mounted, and then Tatsuro Taira's like right hand was completely free. You know, it wasn't like holding him down or anything. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, well, why aren't you punching him? Start punching him. That that hand has been free for 10 seconds. You're not even doing anything with it. Why don't you just start punching him in the face there, you know? You start punching him in the face there. You know, so, I don't know. Maybe he needs to, uh, he should train with uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Learned how to do some ground and pound, dude. Ground and pound. That's how you win fights. You just ground them and you pound them. That's what I do to my ground beef. I ground it and then I pound it. You know what I mean? Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.